and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one celebratory page of Talmud every day. And in today's Dapim, Megillah 21 and 22, we find, well, a big celebration. Listen to this. The Gemara asks, what blessing is recited after the reading of the Megillah in places where it is customary to recite such a blessing? The Gemara answers that the following blessing is recited. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, the God who pleads our cause and who judges our claim and who avenges our vengeance and who punishes our foes and who brings retribution to our enemies. Blessed are you, Lord, who on behalf of Israel exacts punishment from all of their foes. Rava said, the conclusion of the blessing is as follows. Blessed are you, Lord, the God who brings salvation. Rav Papa said, therefore, since there are two opinions on the matter, we should say both of them. Blessed are you, Lord, who on behalf of Israel exacts punishment from all their foes, the God who brings salvation. And I don't know about you, but when I read these two threads, these two strands coming together, it seems to me like the Talmud is trying to tell us that there's some meaning here that we ought to excavate from the text. And when I come across meanings in need of excavation, I call the one man I trust, my friend, my teacher, and yours. Rabbi David Beshevkin, how are you, my friend? Leo, what an absolute joy. And this blessing that we make following the recitation of the Megillah, I think is absolutely fascinating because it is not a blessing that we find elsewhere about God delivering us from against our foes and those who oppose us and who delivers us into salvation. And we have many moments like this, but it's specifically in the Megillah that we make this blessing. And I think it tells you about what the holiday of Purim itself and the Megillah, what doorway and concept it opened up for the Jewish people for all generations. As many have noticed throughout the Megillah, and as we spoke about in the very introduction, in the story of the Megillah, the name of God is not mentioned. Unlike Hanukkah, which had a miracle that really highlighted the salvation itself of the candles taking place and lighting for eight days, the Purim salvation occurred without any direct prophecy, without any direct communication to the Jewish people that this was orchestrated by God. And it allowed us to look at our own lives and say whatever we are going through in our own lives is a repetition of that very Purim story. That the Purim story was the beginning of a story that is still unfolding in every generation in our lives. And it opens up to one of the most amazing historical oddities that we have regarding the holiday of Purim. And that is that unlike nearly every other Jewish holiday, Purim is the one holiday that local communities and local families have made their own Purim celebrations. It's known that the Hassam Sofer, who lived several centuries ago, celebrated a specific Purim known as Purim Viznitz every year that commemorated the deliverance from a major, major potential pogrom of a ruler who came up and was going to persecute the Jewish people. And in fact, the Tosus Yontif, who was Reb Yontif Lippmann Heller, who wrote a commentary on the Mishnah, he had a Purim celebration that was just for his family, that he was delivered from all of his crisis and all of his difficulty. 
And what's so beautiful is that different families and different communities have these very local Purim celebrations. And what I think that tells us is something unique about Purim itself and what's being commemorated in this closing blessing, is that Purim gave the Jewish people the ability to find God and deliverance even when it is not explicitly spoken to them, whether it's through prophecy or miracles. It's being able to peek behind the curtain of our own lives and see the person who is orchestrating the very narrative of our lives. And that it's not just the Purim story that we read and we close the Megillah and say, okay, it's finished, beautiful story, a lot of coincidences came together, thank God, let's eat. But the Purim story actually opens up and allows us to read our own lives in each generation as if it were its own Megillah and create, so to speak, our own local Purim celebrations in each generation, in each community, and in each family. And that's what's so beautiful about this closing blessing, about the deliverance from adversaries and the deliverance to salvation, that it's not something that just took place in this story that we read in the Megillah, but it's a doorway that opened up that we were able to reflect in our own lives and read our own life stories as if it were a Megillah itself. I love that so, so much. Rabbi Bashevkin, thank you for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman-Ader, and Robert Skarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.